Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast, where the blueprint to understanding a new and unified world is in our shifting consciousness. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the Blueprint Podcast. I'm so excited and glad that you're here today because we're talking about some very exciting things. So I'm your host, Angela Blaha, and this is my friend, Renee Keene. Thank you, Renee, again for joining me today. How are you? I am wonderful. And it's a great day to be here, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I'd love for us to dive deep into the transformative power of surrendering to neutrality. Now, neutrality is not something (laughs) in the psychological world or the spiritual world or any (laughs) world, really, (laughs) that gets a lot of attention because we don't really, you know, what does it mean to be neutral? It means to have balance I feel I feel like it means to have balance or be in harmony with something it's not necessarily based in the ego with judgment and you know identity crisis kinds of things um but it also doesn't you know flip to the other side of extreme bliss and and that kind of thing you're just staying in a neutral position where you can see a 360 viewpoint um versus having an opinion or seeing a side or you know something like that so if we're going to jump into the world of neutrality, we have to look at the ego and the soul or the energy of who we are, which are two do- two different things, right? Most of the time, they're two different things. <laughs> so the ego, let's take that, for example, that ever-present force, you know, that's constantly shaping our identity and it seeks meaning. It wants to have, you know, it wants to understand itself more fully. It often drives us to define ourselves by external factors, meaning we're always looking outside of ourselves. We're in competition always, right? Like we're always looking for approval from something else. But what if there's a path to instant access to ascension, to ascension by literally surrendering to neutrality? like it i like it (laughs) can you feel the vibration of that one yeah right (laughs) okay so let's explore this concept so um i would love for us to discuss how embracing neutrality can lead us to our authentic selves so if it's actually a part of the ascension process is to surrender to a neutrally a neutral energy within ourselves, how does that become authentic? Or how does authenticity lead us? I feel like it's the reverse. How does authenticity lead us to a more neutral state of being, maybe? Um, and the authentic self is, of course, the realm where energy exists without imprinting or programming um, that the ego imposes. Right. So it's always the ego that's looking for the programming mm-hmm. or the imprinting. You know, how do I compare with someone else? Or, you know, what's the world doing? How can I keep up? Where's the trends? <laughs> All right, so, let's, <laughs> yeah. so let's start by unraveling the intricacies of the ego. So it's constantly seeking validation, both inside, right? Like, and mm-hmm. outside of ourselves. So this validation, like virt- um, it creates a virtual reality. It creates a sense of self based on societal expectations, 
personal ambitions, like what your wants, needs, and desires are, and then a desire to be someone or something. But what if, well, let's go back. What is your experience with the ego's identity and, you know, how have you lived that out so far in your life? Well, I think that's a a great question, as they say. <laughs> um, identifying for myself when I'm in ego and when I'm not was a huge process. Mm-hmm. Uh, judgment for me always seems to follow ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when I when I find myself falling into that category of well, that's just not the way to do it, or that's just not right, or that's, you know, mm. and I'm like, okay, you're judging a process that's that's not yours, it's someone else's. It's really none of my business, but it's my ego saying, well, yeah, but your way is the way it should be, or you know, my ego says, you know, I know better somehow for someone else. And so that's the piece that I've been working through in in understanding that I am authentic unto me, I need to kick my ego to the corner when I think I need to tell someone else the way they need to do it or the way they need to be. And that's kind of how I've gotten myself into what I would consider a space of neutrality often. A lack of judgment on someone else, kicking my ego out of it. My way isn't the only way. My thoughts aren't the only thoughts. Everyone has their own authentic self and what is actually um, theirs and kicking my ego out of the way because I think it's my, the ego that's always trying to say, well, but pick me, pick me. I know better. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> right. Right. I do remember when I was younger, like I would always try to measure up mentally because um, for me, my mental capabilities and my artistic capability, the creativity of me um, mm-hmm. is very powerful. And I would always be measuring <laughs> that aspect of who I am. And I I tried really hard to fit in, which failed miserably, <laughs> you know, to make a name for yourself, to hit all the bullet points of what the hierarchy said to do when I was younger. Other people. Like that was, mm-hmm. it was important. And that was ego. It was very ego driven. What that, what happened to me when I followed that path was the mental constructs of competition became Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I have so many damn certificates on the wall and they never really made a difference in my life. You know, like I have certificates for everything, everything I've ever done. You do. (laughs) I had some sticking many of them. And what did they, what did they, you know, it was just a measuring up against the, the rest of the world, literally. See, I can prove to myself. I can prove to you. <laughs> Here's I my certificate. <laughs> you know? um, but honestly, it, what do they mean in my life? Like they never really made a difference for me. People, my clients, they don't care how many certificates I have on the wall. All they care of is what's in it for them, you know, which is human, our human construct as well. But when we surrender to neutrality, when I figured out that, man, I just have to become neutral here and I have to be able to see a 360 
viewpoint, right? When I can see a 360 viewpoint and I'm not emotionally immersed in the competitive um, state of the ego, that identity forming, then, you know, that's where my ability to create question that pulls people into some order, some other, uh, I don't even know, some other mental state or some other dimension <laughs> even, um, that's where that's where my authentic self resides, right? And so, so becoming neutral, I feel, is in 2024 going to be super important for us. But also, it's not about a, um, denying our identity or our individuation, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about shedding the layers of the false identities, mm-hmm. which I think, again, is going to be what's going to be either a struggle or it's going to be ease and flow in 2024, like releasing, you know, we spent a lot of time in 23 saying you need to release from this, right? Self-actualization is really the way. (laughs) And that's where we're playing right into that right Mm -hmm. now, right? To the false Mm -hmm. identities or not false identities, the authentic self and, you know, being able to shed those layers so that we can really move through the essential path. But neutrality is a game player. And I want to just point out that neutrality isn't a place to hide. No. Neutrality isn't like, well, I won't pick this side and I won't pick that side, so I'll just Mm -hmm. stay in the middle. That's not neutrality. That's what sometimes we have thought of as neutrality. That's not what we're talking about here today. No, no. Because that's hiding. And we're not hiding in our neutrality. We're actually moving into our authentic being by being neutral and allowing others to be who they are. So it's a a fine line, but it's really, really important to understand. It's not a place to hide. Right. Maybe this is the key. So when we release, you know, the need to be somebody, which is a false identity, right? That whole concept of identifying, um, we make space for our authentic self to emerge but the authentic self is hidden behind all of those false identities those those competitive roles that we're playing and you have to become neutral in the space of competition in order for the authentic self to emerge and what we're really talking about is releasing the ego's false identities so that the authentic self can come through mm-hmm. So how do we tap into this energy alignment in 2024? Let's dive into that. Let's do some forecasting. For it. (laughs) Well, I do know that 2024, energetically, when I'm looking into the energy of 24, it will require each one of us, no matter where we are on the ascension path, to have some sort of a transformative experience, a numinous experience. Now, a numinous experience is one that is in awe, right? So profound that you cannot put words to it, generally. I mean, the experiences, I, the numinous experience I've had, I can't describe them fully, right? No, I would agree, totally. Yeah, so this I know for sure will happen in 2024. We will have some type of a numinous 
transformative experience. How that's going to show up, I don't think that's been decided yet. But what's your what's your forecasting about? My forecasting is like this is 2024 is going to be I'm going to use the word greatest. This is our greatest opportunity. We have so much in 2024 that's being basically energetically handed to us. Mm-hmm. We get to participate in the way that we choose. So you can be the wallflower if you choose. That That's up to you. Or you can just jump in full bore and become the being that you are. Yeah. It's it's like um like all the hidden veils and that people talk about and all the um behind the scenes stuff, it's like it's all gone. Yes. You can create it again for yourself, but really and truly, they are gone. This is our opportune time to shine, to shine as we choose to. I agree with that. I, Yeah. Well, I think that we're not going to get out of 2024 <laughs> without yeah. knowing or at least experiencing your authentic yeah. self. And I think that that's probably going to have a little bit of shock for some people. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I think mm-hmm. that sometimes the, our biggest shocks, our biggest shock and awe is knowing our power, our our most authentic self-actualized self, because we do have a lot of power that we don't tap into and we don't utilize. So I think that that's, that's what I see um, moving into 2024 is this, there will be shock and awe for some people, how powerful, how magical, if that's the word you want to use, it's not really magical, but it's more numinous. Um, mm-hmm. Numinous. Because it's profound. Magic is playful. Numinous is like the thing. (laughs) It's like the profoundness of it. (laughs) And it's kind of like, it's the day you look in the mirror and say, there she is. Yeah. Or there he is. It's like you get to the point where you, you finally see that authentic being and you can actually there she is. I've been looking for her for a very long time. And there she is. Let's keep her there. Yeah. Yes. And that's the know. numinous piece, you know? Yes. <clears throat> I completely agree. I do also feel like in order to get that, the physical body transformation has to take place in 24 as well. I think we've been working up to this, but mm-hmm. if we if we don't, then the uh, DNA change in 27 that is coming is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be a hard, hard thing if we're not actually having having the transformative experience with the physical body in 24. Or at least that started. makes sense. I, yeah, yes. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't see the authentic self if you're not transforming the physical body because that's what we think is <laughs> the yep. authentic self, right? which is just a falsity of the ego. And I know with clients and stuff, I'm you are you probably I'm constantly dealing with the aches, the pains, the the body yeah. stuff is what's really coming forward in like I don't even know why my elbow hurts. I'm 
But we are transforming and we need to definitely be in that. That physical aspect moves with us. Yes. Yeah, completely. So those are the two things that I see that are really going to be uh, profound. And I think that maybe that's why this is the topic is to move into that space of neutrality for the profoundness to actually come through. Because without, if you're, if you're caught up in some sort of type of a identity with something or even purpose, you know, like if, if you're caught up in your own purpose mm-hmm. and that's all you think mm-hmm. about, <clears throat> or if you're caught up in an emotion or if you're caught up in a thought or I don't know, a family programming of some sort, these belief systems, you know, you're never going to be in a space of neutrality. Because those are the layers, right? Those are the parts of, that we're trying to, you know, shed are these false layers of identity, which is all of those things. And in order for the authentic numinous self to be experienced, you have to shed them. Um, and they are all held in the body. I can tell you that because that's where all the memory is. But that's a whole other subject. <laughs> I was going to say, are we going that direction? No. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> no, that's a 24-hour conversation. That's a big one. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. So, like, a place of neutrality, though, how did you get to a space where you felt neutral about who you were and allowed that authentic self to be seen and heard? Well... I would say you are of great assistance. That's <laughs> um, the easiest thing that I that I teach people is to take your energy out of your body, yes. out into the atmosphere of the earth, and then look down at yourself. Energetically, just look down at yourself, and you can see a three sixty viewpoint. You don't have to work at being a three sixty viewpoint until you can actually embody that, but. When you're when you take yourself up and out, you can see it, and all you're doing is observing from that space. There's no judgment. There's no complaints. There's no, you know, you're not aligning with anything. You're just experiencing. You're just observing. When you're an observer, you're in a space of neutrality. That's the key piece that I would say. I became the observer in many, many situations, and by becoming the observer. I could identify my authentic self where I was in a relationship to whatever's going, whatever's happening outside here. And I was able to pull myself out, not be in the judgment of what was happening with whatever it is. You're in it with a group of friends. And it's like, oh, wow. But I could observe impartially. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to say they were wrong. I didn't have to say they were right. When I am the observer, that's when I consider myself in neutrality. And that was key. And you really helped me define being the observer, whether I took the 360 view or whether I just stepped back from the situation. And it's just like, okay, well, I think that's a perfect place for anyone to start really seeing their authentic self. Mm -hmm. It's a conscious decision that you really have to make of being in a space Mm -hmm. of neutrality and being the observer. If you find that you're in, you think you're in a space of observer and you're making a judgment 
or you're identifying with yes. something, you are not in a space of neutrality. Mm-hmm. That's your key. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if that's happening, you're emotionally getting charged or you're emotionally getting angered or something, right? Mm-hmm. That is not a space of neutrality. Mm-mm. Neutrality means, oh, I'm just observing what's happening here, but I'm not actually engaging in the energy of it. I'm in a like, neutral space observing. It's almost, I use this term a lot, and it's like, well, that's interesting because yeah. I'm observing it. Well, that's interesting. I've never quite looked at it like that or like that or like that. I mean, it's in observership mode. Right, right. Not letting people set you off is a space of neutrality. Yes. Right? <laughs> not allowing their uh, their words or their emotions or, you know, you're not getting sucked into it. I think that I think that that as empaths, and empaths meaning we understand the ebb and flow of energy, we don't necessarily get sucked into it. I think that that's going to be a really hard space for empathic people. Because we're used to taking on energy, transforming it, and then giving it back, which is not the right place. <laughs> that should not be a standard for empaths. Empaths yeah. observe, stay in a space of neutrality, and we don't necessarily judge it, you know, so that we can, when you're judging, you're totally an ego. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to find meaning for something, you're totally an ego right? Like that's the whole ego's purpose is to be able to identify with something. So, so those are, those are some clues to know when and when not. <laughs> you're in- Even when you do find that you're in the observership mode and you, and a judgment pops in, or like you said, you're triggered, just realign, just, yeah. just realign. It's not like, oh, darn, I blew it. You know, it's like, yay, you caught that you weren't quite where you thought you were now get there. Exactly. It's an opportunity. Exactly. Just energetically take yourself up and out. If you can't, mm-hmm. if you can't do it mm-hmm. in, in the present moment, in the space. In, yep. in the space, then take yourself up and out energetically move your energy so that it becomes in a more neutral space. Again, it's taking action. Yeah. You have to do the action step. You have yeah. to actually take that active role to move yourself. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That's going to be another, that's the third big (laughs) thing in 24 is the action because we could not create a new earth, new, new mentality without the action steps. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, that's just not how duality works. So there has to be action. Yes. Great. And that is, uh, that's a, Big one for me, I'm just going to say. I get all these ideas and I create these things, but then I don't pull the trigger on the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that for me, 2024, that's a huge, well, and I'm not going to wait till New Year's Eve. I'm working on that currently, but it's just like you, when when the thought comes in, when the the my authentic self says, this is an opportunity for you. It's not, oh, but I got to do the dishes or I got to make dinner. Or I got to, whatever excuse I want to give myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Action step. The rest yeah. will all be there when you're done. Take your action step first. Yes. Those excuses are literally self-sabotaging practices, habits. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And we are, you know, a mentor of mine says that 2024 is going to be the year of the light worker. And it could possibly be. But if we are not moving into these things that we're talking about today, light workers will not be the leaders of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Cause Coin that statement because that's that's as accurate as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ah, well, thank you for joining us on this exploration of the ascension through surrendering into neutrality or to your most authentic higher self. Um, remember that the path to the authentic self begins with letting go of the illusions that were created by the ego. That's for some, you know, that can be a real scary place because we've be. been taught to identify for such a long time. Yeah. 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 Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave us a review and share us with your friends until next time. Yes. And may your journey towards authenticity be filled with self-discovery. Thank you for being with us today. To find out more about Angela, visit her website at www.angelablaha.com.